Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Kelvin Malone, and I'm joined by co-host Robert Garcia and YouTuber Kevin Fairfield from Bingeworthy Gaming. Fairfield, fair brother, it's up to you. <laughs> if you're new to the show, we are the podcast that discusses the latest gaming news every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Binge, how you doing? Excellent, man. How you been? Good, good, man. We're good. We're, I'm happy that you're here. I'm glad that you're here, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be, have been invited back, not twice, but the third time now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited that, that Binge is here, and we're going to talk lots of Pokemon, of course. When was... This is the third? I guess we do the pack opening, the pack, pack battle opening. thing. Third yeah. time on the YouTube. Third time. Right, exactly. Yeah. Binge, one question for you, and we kind of touched on this a little bit prior to recording. Sure. I've always wanted to ask you this, but Rob kind of jumped the gun on me. How do you manage to post or live stream so much? Like I, I applaud you because you're constantly, you know, keeping your audience engaged and, and constantly, you know, on, on, you're constantly live. And, and I, I just don't know how you do that being a father of two. Is it right? I believe father two and a full-time job. How do you do it? Well, the trick is to sacrifice your social life and be on the border of divorce, right? But gotcha. But aside gotcha. From I'll that, take no. notes. <laughs> My whole family, they all go to sleep pretty early, right? So there's opportunities in the evening to uh, gotcha. hop on. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you're able to kind of have that balance because um, we, we did talk about that in another podcast, in another episode that we did with the multiverse one of how to balance your, your time with, you know, your your spouse and your family with what you love to do. So um, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. And you're reaching that 300 sub goal, right? Yeah. Almost, man. We're almost there. But Getting there. That's getting awesome. There. Well, I mean, to me, it's more important being invited on like a prestigious podcast like this. But, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Super prestigious. Oh, yeah. They took all difficulties like prior yeah. to this, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, guys, let's uh, let's get into the Pokemon news. Oh, let's get into the news in general here. Uh, Rob, before we do, though, have you been playing anything new? What's what you been up to? I mean, Pokemon has taken my my life, right? Yeah. Like, take taking my my free time. Every moment I have, I, I'm just playing that. All right, all right. And share I'm, that. I'm, share that for the, for the later for the but later I'm part. I'm also of the show. playing Apex Legends. Yes, yes, we did start playing Apex Legends Same. again. I no, really? Oh, we got to yeah, get yeah. on. Well, we got to get a trio going. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's run it. So, it are you any good, binge? Because oh, no, we are no. straight <laughs> trash. Yeah, okay, thank you. So, despite little... my streaming schedule, I'm terrible at every one of them. So, <laughs> so when Apex first came out, we, we we obviously jumped on the bandwagon, and we were straight garbage. Like, we were trash, right? And I think that's why we jumped, like, fell off, and then we, we started playing Call of Duty, and we just kind of stuck with that. We yeah. got back into it recently, and now I still feel like we're worse and probably still trash, but I still feel the urge to keep playing, if that makes any sense, you know? Gotcha. Well, I mean, I've been playing with a couple guys online, playing things like Fortnite and dabbling into now apex legends so they all get that battle royale feel right so yeah for sure getting used to it yeah man so let's get into the news so then we can talk about pokemon here so news for today let's start off with gran turismo 7 state of play so sony streamed a new state of play on wednesday giving us new information on polyphony digital's driving sim gt7 so a couple bullet points here from the state of play. Grand Turismo 7 is coming to PS4 and PS5, which we already knew. Uh, GT campaign mode is going to include dynamic time and weather effects. And the return of library editor from 2017's Grand Turismo Sport. 
Um, the PS5's version will support ray tracing, 4K resolution, and 60 frames per second. And finally, Gran Turismo 7 will launch this year, March 4th. Um, personally, I don't have much to say about this because I am not a Gran Turismo Sims racing guy. Um, I am excited that Sony is also is releasing another AAA quality game this year, very soon, right? So it's good for fans that are into this. Uh, Rob, what do you what do you have to say about this? I saw the state of play, and I'm not really interested. Same in Gran Turismo, I never really have. I've been more of a Forza guy myself. But looking at this, got me interested. It looked pretty Did cool. It? Yeah, okay. I liked. There's one thing I saw in the state of play, which was super interesting, is they had like a history section or like a museum, mm. and you can go into the history of all of the car manufacturers. Like they go into like how Porsche was made, how how Lamborghini came to be, and it's all like old snippets of of the history of all of these car manufacturers. And I thought that's really cool because it's very rare when you have a, something in a game that's educational. Right. So I, I right. definitely found it interesting. And I like that little detail that they put in there. Nice. Nice. Binge. Well, I like that they, uh, they also have it on the PS4. They're not kind of like just catering to the PS5 markets. So right. It broadens how many people can actually get access to it. I, I'm the same as you guys. I'm not a big racing guy. The last time I played Grand Tourism, I might've been one or two. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. That. I enjoyed it then, but I mean, I'm just not a racing guy. But one thing I did like when I seen the state of play is I, I'm a big guy into like astronomy and I like how they have the sky, mm. like the stars were all mapped correctly and stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, that, that, that really worked. Cool. The weather it's, effects and stuff, I mean, it didn't do much for me, but yeah. It's cool. the little details that they add. And, yeah. and I think with every iteration of Gran Turismo, they add some realism to the game. Yep. And it just, again, it caters to the fans that love that sim genre racing game. So um, kudos to them. They keep, you know, they keep killing it. So. For yeah. me, the biggest problem with like racing games, if at the end of the trailer, if it said Forza at the end, I'd be like, okay, it's a Forza game. I can't tell the difference, man. They're all the same to me. Right. And I was actually talking about that with Rob a couple of days ago where yeah. I feel like Polyphony, although they, they are great at what they do, right? Yeah. But they make the same game every year, every time. It's, it's and, just Grand Turismo, next iteration. Gran Turismo. It's, it's yeah. Better graphics. Mechanics might be a little better. Right. Right. But right. And so you got to wonder, like, do they get tired of making the same game over and over? And I'm sure it's a passion that they have that they love. But hey, man, yeah, exactly. If they make <laughs> money out of it, I guess it doesn't matter at this point. But yeah, it's just uh, it's it's strange to me. But yeah, um, March 4th. So if you are a uh, Gran Turismo fan, look out for that. It's coming super close. So nice. Yeah. Moving on to news number two here. We have Battlefield 2042 season one gets delayed until summer. So on February 1st. DICE tweeted the following about the, all the issues that Battlefield 2042 has been facing since launch. It reads, quote, you've, pati- you've waited patiently to hear from us on what we're doing to address the issues with Battlefield 2042 that you have told us about and the direction you can expect to see take in the months ahead. With a focus on improving these core elements of the game, we've made the big decision to move Season 1 to early summer. So clearly Battlefield fans are not happy about this and it looks like Battlefield fans get another L. So uh, let's start with you, Kevin. What do you think about this news here? I mean, on one hand, it's good that you have the transparency from the developers. Sure. Um, okay. But on the other hand, like, I don't know a person that's actually playing Battlefield. So the the niche core people that are like really into it, like you're kind of doing them dirty right now, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, you don't want a half-ass game. If it takes the time to do it, I guess give them the time, right? Right, right. Rob? From the jump, I was in the beta or the early release. I don't know whichever one it was and unimpressed. 
they're not addressing this until you're not getting a finished game until summer. So over almost a year after the game was released, you're getting you're yeah. actually getting a, a major update. That sucks for the actual fans of this game, right? And I think what's going to happen is people are losing faith in Dice to produce games. So I, I think it's happening Call of Duty as well uh, with Vanguard. I feel like with the Vanguard Warzone, it was it's not they didn't do enough to to mix it up and change it up. You're going to see a lot of people moving towards Apex and Halo, just like we did, right? Just like we did, yeah, yeah. I because I mean, it's still EA, but it seems like EA put a lot more care into that, you know, uh, game versus Battlefield. Battlefield, just like we're using the name to basically make money. That's that's what it seems like to me. And now that people are like, this game sucks, it's like, uh oh, (laughs) we got to fix this somehow and save it. So, will will I get the next Battlefield? No, not until they address. Uh, they have to prove themselves again, essentially, right? When was the last great Battlefield game? Maybe three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four is also something that people really enjoyed. I'm not really surprised by this news, only because I feel like the writing was on the wall on this, right? right. Where the game from the jump when we started playing this game, it didn't feel like a true Battlefield game. It, it was missing components that should have been there. Um, and, and they even addressed this in the tweet that they were going to be adding at some point that is being delayed. Uh, so things like voice communication, player profile, uh, even a scoreboard. Did you know that the game didn't even have a scoreboard? Like, No, I, no, I, I didn't play that. I, have, I didn't play that long. So it's well, I think that. I was just dying so many times that I was just busy <laughs> trying to respond to get to yeah. the gameplay, and I didn't even notice that. So things like that, and I know issues come obviously because of the pandemic, right? Obviously because a lot of them had to work from home. I think most of them had to work from home, and it's, it's difficult making the game, obviously, from home. So I get that, right? It sucks. But at the yeah. same time, this, is, this was your chance to make this game and make this game right for fans, and they blew it. And then, like you said... Now people are transitioning over to games like Apex, which is a bad thing, honestly, because it's still EA, right? It's it's still part of their like ecosystem. Um, and again, Battlefield is a small slither of what they make in profit compared to other games like Apex, like you know Star Wars, like other games that they are building. So it's it's not all doom and gloom, but for fans that are really into this game, it's unfortunate that they have to deal with this, but. But I, I, think, I think the good news is, though, games of the genre, like, they've kind of been departing from, like, tradition. So last couple of years, I've noticed, like, games have a lot more longevity because there's a lot more updates. So I think fans are getting accustomed to, like, like even Splitgate recently just had an update. So every so often, they're gonna there's going to be updates. A year is ridiculous. But, I mean, th- they might have already forecasted this game's got, like, a four or five year shelf life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for them, it might actually make sense. I don't know. I have a funny yeah. story about Battlefield. Sarah. So my buddy was excited to try the new Battlefield when it when the early access came out, right? So he's like, "Yeah, I'll pl- I'll play Battlefield with you." It's like, "Cool." So you just go to the, the the launcher and download it. So I download. I'm playing it. He waits however long it takes to download. You know, whatever half an hour, an hour to, to download it, and he starts playing. He's asked going through a tutorial and stuff like that, playing the game, and he's like, oh, "Okay, this is cool." And then I try to invite him, and I'm like, "Hey." I send you an invite. He's like, I'm not getting it. It's not working. I'm like, what, what's going on? And then I see that he's actually playing, or he downloaded Battlefield 5. Oh. <laughs> so he got confused of the game. But that tells me something like the fact that you can't tell the difference between the newest game and the last game. That's 
I don't know. That's that's bad. Yeah, that that goes to show you. I think we have a similar issue, in my opinion, with like Gran Turismo too, right? Going back to that, yeah. Can you can you differentiate between any of the Gran Turismo games besides graphics, right? Probably not, right? So games like this, and, and I'm not you know knocking yeah. Gran Turismo. Right, 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 Gran Turismo is doing its thing and it's doing well, but when developers continue doing kind of the same thing and they don't really change anything, it shows, right? And it shows that they they need to spark something, they need to change something up so that it doesn't look like the same iteration over and over and over. Take Halo Infinite. You can tell the difference between Halo Infinite and Halo 5. Yeah. Right? Right, right. So they're doing something right. But that's a good segue to what's our new topic, our next topic. Number three, Sony acquires Bungie. So, I mean, this is huge. And for me, being a Sony fan... We'll get into it. So Bungie is joining Sony as an independent multi-platform studio and publisher for $3.6 billion. Uh, This is quotes here. So this is from uh, Herman Hulse. He's the uh, head of PlayStation Studios. Quote, Bungie's technical expertise coupled with their track record of building highly engaged communities make them a natural fit for collaboration with PlayStation Studios. We are excited to make plans to share skills and expertise and to unlock the potential in having the brilliant minds at Bungie under the PlayStation roof. Um, Continuing on here, um, I have spent a great deal of time with the senior team at Bungie, and it is clear their experience and skills are highly complementary to our own. We will be ready to welcome and support Bungie as they continue, continue to grow, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for this incredible team. And um, so moving on here. So there's a little quick quote from Pete Parson, which is a CEO of Bungie. Quote, we remain in charge of our destiny. I like what we did there. I like what we did there too. (laughs) We will continue (laughs) to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. End quote. So like, where do you start, Rob? what, What do you think about this? This is really cool news. Obviously, I don't think it's as big of news as the Activision and Blizzard acquisition, mm-hmm. right, from Microsoft. But this is still big, right? Destiny is massive right now. Destiny 2 apparently is freaking sick. Right. I haven't I haven't played recently, but from what I heard, it's it's great and at one point, Bungie did say for the Destiny series, like, this game you're going to be playing for a really long time. I, I don't know exactly. I think they said, like, 10 years or something like that. They were like, yes, you're 10 gonna years. Be-. And they're kind of holding true to that promise because they are constantly updating this game. They're always switching it up. More so than, like, take it, like we were talking about Battlefield. Battlefield, you know, they're not doing right by the, by the, by the people. And Bungie is. Bungie there's a reason why Sony wanted them, right? They offered them all this money because they know how good of a developer they are. I mean, they freaking made Halo 3, which is considerably the best Halo of all time, right? So I think this is huge for Sony. This was an extremely great move. It wasn't predictable at all. I didn't predict. I don't think anyone would have predicted this. And, People were thinking sh- like uh, Ubisoft or or even like Konami, Capcom, anybody else but Bungie. Like no one, this was like out of left field. And yeah. I think that's great because Bungie is reputable versus Ubisoft. Ubisoft is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I think it, it's interchangeable. Okay. What do you, what do you, what do you think, Ubisoft, Kevin? What is it? Say Ubisoft. Well, I mean, in my mind, I have a friend on Twitter and he said uh, this is essentially a, a beta male move 
from PlayStation to mm-hmm. Xbox, right? If you compare mm-hmm. like the two, it's, it's it's apples and oranges. Um, in my mind, it's more or less just telling Microsoft, like, hey man, like you guys are doing your thing, but we got we got our eyes on you guys. Like, just mm-hmm. watch what you're doing. Like, we get we get some moves of our own, but in, in terms of like the catalog that they get, I mean, they get the developers of Destiny too. Aside from that, like, what else is there? Like, I they I went I, I went through I went through the games. I'm just like, I don't That's know. It. That's it. Exactly, well, right? So. There's rumors. But, but Destiny 2 is rumors. that big though right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, True. It was worth it. But they did they have confirmed that they have they are making a a new IP. Um Okay. So so that's something there and I think it's important. So I, I want to go back to one of the questions or 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 one of the quotes here. So uh I'm just going to read the quote again just so everyone knows. So Quote, Bungie's technical expertise coupled with their track record of building highly engaged communities make them a natural fit for collaboration with PlayStation Studios. We're excited to make plans to share skills and expertise and to unlock the potential in having the brilliant minds at Bungie under the PlayStation roof. So now, how does this, one of the questions that I have for you guys is how does this benefit consumers, right? And I think we kind of touched on that a little bit, but I think that's the answer right there. It's kind of in the the pudding there, right? So again, we are excited to make plans to share skills and expertise. That to me, that tells me that Sony has invested in Bungie because they know that they lack something that Microsoft has, and that is the online service, right? The the first person shooter genre that Sony really lacks, right? What first person shooter Sony has really? Killzone? Like nothing really comes. Not even to a mind. thing still. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but what I did hear though is. This is not going to be exclusively like Destiny is still going to be available on all platforms. Right. Now, I don't know if the new game will be on all platforms. I think it is. I think they did mention something that it will be, but hear me out. Okay, that's not that's not their their goal to have it exclusive to them. At least what I think. I think what they're trying to do is gain the knowledge and expertise, like he said, right? To at some point build that infrastructure for their for Sony's first person parties to to have that same um mechanics that that Bungie has with Destiny 2 and have that online infrastructure that people seem to love a lot right with Destiny 2 um cuz again they don't have anything that really strikes them as a big first person shooter now that Microsoft has gobbled up uh Bethesda and they gobbled up uh um Activision right they yeah. don't have games like Fallout um, they don't have games like Doom. They don't have games like Elden Scrolls. Oh, El- Elden Good question. Scrolls. Why did you use Gobble Up as your choice of words there? <laughs> gobble Up, like you know, they they took over. Like it, it was, just, it was just kind of like a, it was, it was, mind, it was a weird choice of words there. I, I'm just gonna let you. It was just like man, oh, a culture, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. <laughs> take it, take it how you will. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, so yeah, so I just think that th- those Western RPG first person shooter games are now on Microsoft side. So Sony has. They need to do something with that that I'm gonna that hole that they're missing, right? Here so we go, here we go again. Gobble up, <laughs> gobble up holes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, so oh, I think gosh. that's what they're doing. I think they're they're future proofing their investments. So with Bungie, they're able to help their other first part first person studios and say, 100%. "Hey, this is what we do." Apex is a perfect example, right? You know, you see their their um their UI identical to Destiny. Right with the the point and drag and stuff, very very, and it very works similar. Well. Yeah, and it works it well, and I think that's what they're trying to do with um, with Bungie, where they can teach their first person studios, like, hey, this is how you incorporate online structures to your games, or this is how you make a new IP with online um, live streaming, or not live streaming. What's it called? Um, 
it's like a, a live service. Thank you. That's what it is. Live service. Okay, okay, live service. Got it, got it. Got yeah. It. So that, that I think that's what they're trying to incorporate. I, I think you're giving them too much credit. I think you're giving them the, the respect that they're being proactive. Yes. I think they're actually being reactive mm. because of the situation. Um, they, have, they have to kind of plan for the future now in a way they probably weren't anticipating. Th- this, okay. this deal might have already been in the works a little bit because it happened quick. But it it, just, it comes off to me as reactive. Like you have to look. I, I don't think it's re. I don't think no. it's reactive. I because you got to think, think of, these. Go ahead. Think sorry. of like how how long it takes to come to a deal, right? It's yes, not like a a, exactly. a a minute thing. That it's not like oh my god, Microsoft bought Activision. We call Bungie. Hey, we want to buy your company for three point six bill. Like that. That's these not a quick thing. It takes. It's they they were working on this for a while, and it just happened that Activision. Did that? I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a, a big yeah. corporation like that. I don't. I don't buy big companies and stuff. Like maybe, maybe it did happen like that, but I don't know if it is. Why do you think it's reactive? I guess is well because I think there's a potential, and I don't think they're going to necessarily do this. But Call of Duty being under Activision, it, it could be like an exclusive Xbox IP in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, what else does like you said? What else does PlayStation have? They don't. They don't. They have Killzone. But no one plays Killzone, so now they have to like now. Okay, now we got to focus. What what are our, our gamers going to be playing so we don't lose them all to Xbox? I think that's the game plan. I think this is all just timing. I think, or maybe it could be something that they they decided to do when Microsoft purchased Bethesda. This is something that they're like, okay, now we need to start. You know, maybe this wasn't yeah. necessarily the answer when they were doing that with um, Activision, but maybe Bethesda triggered them and say like, now we really got to start yeah. buying corporations and stuff. But I think. They've both been kind of doing this for a while. I mean, I know Sony's been buying co- smaller companies, right? Smaller developers here and there, but this is like their biggest, like main developer that they've purchased. So it's interesting to see for sure. How do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about these big gaming companies purchasing these smaller studios? Not, I want to say smaller studios, but smaller compared to to them, right? So now that Microsoft has all of these umbrellas now. Or they're the umbrella to all these all these studios, and they're like the studios. Do you think this is bad for the gaming community or or good? I don't know yet. I I think this is something that we have to see. This is definitely changing the shift in the gaming industry, and I think we just have to see how it plans out because it's a huge big move purchasing Activision just on its own, right? right? That that again, like we talked about that in previous episodes, where you're you're removing one of the third party uh, developers in in the gaming gaming ecosystem, right? So it's like you're taking something away from what people are used to, and now you're kind of we'll see what they do with it. But essentially, what they're doing is keeping it up to the, by themselves, right? For for Microsoft, so it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell right now, but I, I'm I'm not sure if this is good or bad. Same boat, man. Like, uh, as they continue to gobble these things up and fill the holes, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I love filling holes, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Um, Gobble up the holes, yeah. I think, I think it might cause even more of a divide between the two consoles. Or, like, maybe they'll just meet in the middle and say, hey, we got this, you got that. We'll shake hands. You give us a cut when you use our product and vice versa. They might, it might work that way as well. So, not sure. I mean, this could be good, like, in – Sony's aspect, right, where they purchase Bungie. Like I said before, I think if this is the route that they're taking, where they're using Bungie as a teaching source for their first-party developers, maybe this could help improve their first-party games with online game with online services. And it 
essentially is just better for gamers. Like it's just better for consumers. I think it's a good move overall. I think it's going to be better because Sony has a pedigree of some sort for games, right? They want to make sure the games that are coming out from their studios are top quality. So they're going to be more accountable, held more accountable for the game being extremely polished and that Sony, you know, that Sony feel, right? You you know what I'm talking about, like that, that movie kind of triple triple A, like big, like this game is extremely polished and, and, you know, not, not crazy bugs. I mean, there's a couple of games, but, but for the most part, most first party Sony games are pretty immaculate, right? Um, compared to if they weren't under that, they might be like, well, we're our studio. It doesn't really matter that much. We'll fix it again. Like EA with battlefield, right? They, they don't care, but say battlefield was under Sony might be a little bit of a different story, right? Sony been like, nah, homie, you're not playing that. Like you better fix this crap right now because we got people that are pissed off. Right. Right. And we don't want them getting pissed off of the brand because then they're not going to buy other products from almost spill my beer, other products from, from us. Um, so I think it is better because it will hold developers more accountable. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. It's not going to stop there though. Cause Jim Ryan also confirmed that they intend to make more acquisitions following that $3.6 billion deal. So this puts PlayStation at 17 internal studios. So we good can definitely quality see quality studios too. Like right. Not just any, like they have some good stuff under their belt. Yeah. Tell you so, what, guys, I'm going wherever the Square Enix ends up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And yeah, uh, it's going to be Sony. Question, it'll go what Sony. do you think Sony would purchase next? I mean, I highly doubt Square Enix would ever be purchased. I don't think so. Right? I, it's nah. just they're so up their own. I don't want to say like they're kind of like in their own ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, we're never, ever like we do things our way. We don't care. You know, but I can see I can see Sony purchasing Konami, right, and then oh getting all God, the rights to Castlevania, so to Silent amazing. Hill, to I, Metal Gear Solid. I wish, dude, I that'd be my wish. dream. That'd be my dream. We'll have to see, though. We'll have to see. But I'm excited for what the future holds. I, I think this is it could be good and bad. But again, we'll just have to see what um what happens. Yeah, it's still gonna be weird for me. Like with Activision going over to Microsoft, like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, they're like. OG mascots of Sony, right? Just, it right. just feels weird. It is, but, it is, yeah. Oh, and then you have uh, Destiny, which is kind of like, it was like Microsoft, like Bungie, right? For example, yeah. it was like Microsoft's thing with Halo and now exactly. it's over on Sony. So, right, so let's talk about that, like how the, they just kind of like it, flipped. It just flipped, right? Tell me 15 years ago, if I was to like, hey, Bungie is actually part of Sony now. Everyone would literally cars would be flipped on the street, right? Yeah, like yeah, seriously. <laughs> There'd be riots. Crash is going to be on uh, Microsoft Studio games, and it's going to be exclusive to Microsoft. Like who would like you would never expect that, right? Like Master Chief is actually his. He's on Sony now. Like that's a kind of <laughs> like it's nuts. All right, so enough about Sony and Microsoft. Let's talk about the juicy part here. Let's talk about Pokemon. Legends Arceus. Arceus, right? Arceus? Is that is that it? I say, Ar- I say Arceus, personally. It's, Thank you. It's Arceus. It, it, is, it, is, Ar- Ar- it is Arceus, but I say Arceus. Thank I, you, you know Lynch. what? You know what? I don't Thank I you. say I say Arceus because I'm lazy. I like Arceus because it was Arceus. Just, it just sounds Arceus. better. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's get into PTG Talks. Alright, guys. So one week with Pokemon Legends. I'm just gonna say Arceus. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> one week with Pokemon Legends Arceus. So I'm in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think. I think we should just go spoilers. Like th- people have had the chance to play the game. Um, obviously, we don't know exactly where everyone is in the game as far as the story goes. But um, 
I assume no one beat the game yet, right? Okay, I'm going to just do this real quick for people that are listening. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers <laughs> alert. So listen. Spoilers alert. Yes. All right. I set the alert. We're good. You guys know. Yep. Now we're good. <laughs> so no one's beat the game yet, correct? No. I think uh, I'm close. Wait. I'm close. You I'm, what? I'm, the- I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> what? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, holy shit! Dude. No, it's like, impossible. How are you doing, are you doing this podcast right now? I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. So let's get into the game itself. So I, we're gonna really get into like every nook and cranny of the game because I, I really want to touch all the bases of this game because this all is right. a I'm very excited. different game than what we've played before in previous Pokemon titles, right? So before playing the game, Kevin, I'm gonna start with you. What did you expect from Pokemon Arceus? Um. Well. Because we just had Brilliant Diamond, Shine, and Pearl very recently, and I, I was kind of let down a little bit, if I'm being honest. Honestly, my impression going in, this might just feel like the wild area in Sword and Shield, and that's it. Have fun, right? I, that's all I thought it was going we to be. We talked about that last episode. Yeah, uh, we, did, we did. We, we did. We did. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that, that's what I expected going in, if you're wondering. Okay. And Rob, what do you th- what, what what were your expectations prior to playing this game? I know you were more on the positive side, and then you went negative, and then... Recently, you just went positive. So, what do you uh, think? It was a lot on the trailers that we saw. Right, the first trailer popped up. I was I was excited because it was new, but then I was still skeptical because of the the textures and the frame rate, that kind of stuff, and everything looked kind of bare. So that kind of I was a little I was like, but it's early. It's fine. They'll fix it. It'll be good. And then other trailer, another trailer came out, and it was still like this game looks really bare. It doesn't look polished at all. Like this, look, this is not great. And then a the final trailer got dropped, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh um, no!" But then there was people getting early copies of the game and just saying like amazing things about the game, and I was like, "Oh my god, this game's actually going to be good." It's actually because I could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What no a way. roller coaster ride you had!" <laughs> right? I was god, like, "There's oh, no oh way." <laughs> so then I again, twelve o'clock hit midnight, and I jumped in and was ready to play and that just goes to show you how powerful reviewers are with the game right yeah 100%, right? Just goes to right. Show, it just completely shift everyone's mentality like okay this game's good let's do it so that's kind of how i went into the game and then obviously we're all playing the game now and just completely surprised yeah i i yeah, certainly expect I certainly expected this game to be good at, at the very least, right? I don't think I've ever yeah. had that moment during the whole uh, release of the game where I was like, this game's going to be really bad. I, well, they don't release bad games, right? Sure, sure. They don't. They release lazy mediocre games. games. Lazy, yeah, yeah. lazy games. Like Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Bad. Like everything works, but yeah. yeah. I think for me, I was looking forward to an open world game, right? With uh, the ability to just capture pokemon like just as simple as that right something that you can just kind of dick around and just capture pokemon evolve do things like that what i wanted from this game was to like push the boundaries right and i think that's what we got so my expectations were kind of met in that in that regard where i was like all right so before looking into this game from the outside this looks like it's open world this looks like i'm going to be able to capture pokemon and I kind of feel like it's a blend of Pokemon Coliseum 2. Is it, Rob, the one that we talked about last time? Uh, Pokemon Coliseum. Yes, Pokemon Coliseum, and then a mixture of Pokemon Snap. Because the way you're capturing Pokemon, I feel like you're you're waiting to to 
to see their reaction or you're waiting to see what they're doing. You can throw like berries at them and then, you know, capture them afterwards. Like that kind of, for me, is reminiscent of like Pokemon Snap. And then the uh, Coliseum side of it is just like that open world aspect, which didn't have an open world aspect to Coliseum, but it was kind of getting there or it was close to it, if that makes sense. I forgot about that. I forgot completely about Coliseum really? until I played this game and I was like, wow, like I remember that game. They It kind of, it, it was something. kind of pushing boundaries. Yeah, it, it kind it of is. was the closest we can ever get to an actual like Pokemon game that we always wanted. So that's where I stood there. Um, so guys, after playing the game for a week now, did you tell me about it? Like, tell me your 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 experience with the game. Did it meet expectations? Like, just go all out, Kevin. I'll start with you. Yeah, Kevin. Um, so I'm not super far in the game. Um, what's what's happening is. Instead of progressing the story, I'll start to do something, and then I'll see something off to the side, and I kind of veer off. And then I'm gone for, like, 45 minutes, right? Hi, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it now, too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, story-wise, I'm not super far in the game at all. I'm probably about, I don't know, 11 or 12 hours into the game. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, it, it's it's capturing my imagination in, in different ways that I didn't expect. It's catching okay. me off guard a little bit. Because you originally thought this game was gonna tank, or not tank, but in a sense like to not meet your expectations. It was gonna be the the sword and shield wild area, but just bigger. Exactly, right? and like I don't have any, uh, I don't know, like pre knowledge from like Breath of the Wild. I've never played it. I own it, but I've never played Breath of the Wild. So to me, this is like what that must be. <laughs> yeah, your your face, bro. So, so <laughs> yeah. I first off, I'm shocked you even never played that game because I got it. Incredible it. Game. I got the fact it. that he has it and he's just never played it. That, that game is incredible. After this, go play it because that is an incredible game. That's probably the best Zelda game of all time. So, well, how how does this game stack up with that game? So, do you mind if I answer this, Kelf? Yeah. So, so I would say this game definitely has a lot of similarities to Breath of the Wild in the sense of the open world, like even the way you collect items the way your item box looks it's very breath of wild like right like almost to the t when you open when you break things it makes little chime noises like even the way you there's uh, i don't want to i don't spoil it but there's even the way you get damaged right you 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 just glow red even the way your character like sounds when he does the the dash yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so i was just like wow like they really took a page from zelda's book see yeah see that's what i've seen when I started playing the game and then I've watched some videos on breath of the wild and I'm like the breath of the wild, I think did it better. Oh, right? for sure. Oh, I, no, I, it, I agree. Th- this is a less polished version of that. Like it's more of a very bare bones breath yeah. of the wild. Yeah. But I think they did the best they could do staying safe without changing it completely. Mm-hmm. You said that, words, man. <laughs> yeah that that's that's my thing is they definitely changed it up which is great yep. they which was fantastic but they still stayed a little safe they were just like mm, we can't change it too much though because we change too much then people might hate it and but we'll change it enough to where it feels different so as far as it exceeding my expectations i don't think it exceeded my expectations i think it met my expectations yeah. right it exceeded mine 100 percent Really? Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get back to you in a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was close, though, right? Because they they did so many things to progress and push the boundaries of that game. So I think uh, Game Freak did a phenomenal job of like pushing the game forward and, and kind of removing itself from previous titles, right? Like this gives you 
a sense of freedom that you didn't have in previous games. This gives you a sense of um, just removing that hand-holding thing that Pokemon games are, are known for, right? Right, wow. right. Wow. I, oh, man, look at his face. <laughs> well, oh, I can't wait. As soon as you said that, I was like, dude, it took me 35 minutes to get my first Pokemon. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and you're a lot able of dialogue. To- you're, you're in, able the beginning, to in the beginning, in the beginning, yeah. the tutorial right. is rough. It Very does rough. take a super long time. And I was like, all right, just let me go. Let me be free. Drop me from the nest. And if I fly and I die, I don't care. Like, yeah. just, just <laughs> the tutorial, I, I will say, is is a little too long for what it is. But, but I, was, I think I was streaming and I was just like, um, I'm like halfway oh, through my stream. Right. I don't even have a Pokemon yet, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's true. That's true. Um, I think the, the best thing that I can give with this game is that it gives you options. Like, yeah. you're able to, well, once you get past the tutorial, right? It gives you the option to evolve your Pokemon whenever you choose to, right? It gives you the option to the moves you can change, change the moves, whatever the moves, moves you want. Whenever you choose to, you don't lose them. Yeah, yeah and, and I think them. that is key because you're able to again you get flexibility yourself from that hand holding, and I love that part about it. Yeah, and like it's a weird mechanic, and it's not something you ever think about in the other Pokemon games. But I kind of like the crafting of your items. Yeah, it kind of gives even items have a bit of an origin story. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I have a love hate with the item system. I think better. The managing your inventory is a pain in the ass. You're you're full instantly. You just all the time. And then if you want to increase the item limit, it's like, yo, Hey, pay me 12 G's, bro. Yeah. yeah, Give me, give me 12 G's. And then we'll, we'll we'll give you one slot, bro. (laughs) So, and money is not the easiest thing to get in this game because you don't just get money for battles. You have to actually go catch Pokemon, which costs money to catch Pokemon because you're crafting Pokeballs and getting the items for that. And you're using potions to to get those things. So it's like that dude's 100% scamming you. There's actually an article on it, but the, why that dude's like. Bro, that scamming. guy is rank. Like he's rake, raking in the dough. Like he is stacked. All the yeah. money I give, I've given him, I've probably given him like 12 Gs. No joke, no lie. I seen a meme and it had More a picture of Palkia and it had a picture of him and said he's the true master of space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty solid. Yeah. But yeah, that's my only gripe with the crafting, right? Yeah. Is the fact that the inventory management could be better. Um, make it bigger or just let me carry everything I want, right? Yeah. Just because it just got obnoxious. Like I have to go to my box every five seconds. Yeah. Well, what, what I've been doing is like when I'm out in the field, I would like gather my items. And then when I go back to the village, I go right to the box. I offload everything except for Pokeballs and like potions and the necessities. Right, yeah. right. Right. And then I just go out. And then every time I'm back in the town, I can just do all my crafting and it seems to work. That's a smart way to do it. Um, so as far as the, like, where are you in the game? I know we're in different parts of the game right now, but yeah. Um, Rob, without going into too much spoiler for us, right. For me and, and, and take a spoil. I don't mind. All right. Well, let's just go right into it. I believe I'm in the last area of the game, like the last land um, there. I mean, I'm looking, I'm basing it off of on the map. It has like five locations and obviously like they're blacked out. Are you in like the wintry area? Yes. Yes. I'm in the ice area. So there is a nice area. So I'm there right now. Did you already hit the mountains up? I didn't. Mountains by mountains? No. So where I'm at, I just finished... uh, clearing our canine oh so there's so that's the volcano so yeah so you're no you're not where i'm at then there is no. there is a ice part but it's like yeah i have only ice yet. yeah yeah so yeah, uh, you guys are yeah. both significantly further than me yeah and i think so i was on the same boat as you kevin where i was literally not play, paying attention to the story and i was just capturing pokemon and just kind of building my team yeah and trying to evolve my pokemon i think that is a great 
part of the game itself. And, and then at some point, I'm like, all right, well, I need to kind of like, progress through the story. So yeah. let me like yeah. stop doing this. I can probably do this post game and then kind of continue from there. But exactly. I think what we haven't even touched yet. Um, and Kevin, I'll get back to you to see where you're at. But what we haven't touched upon yet is the fact that the game has the alpha Pokemon in the field. And I think that is a great feature to have because they add a significant um, challenge, in my opinion, to the game that makes it a little bit more challenging that I didn't have in previous games that I did complain about in like Diamond and Pearl. I'm mixed about the alpha Pokemon thing. In my opinion, uh, Kevin, what do you, I'll go with you. What do you think of the alpha Pokemon mechanic? I think Kelvin, you're you're all for it. Like you you enjoy it, but I think it was a nice uh, touch yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. I mean, it's it's gimmicky. It's Pokemon's got to have a new gimmick each time, right? So always, yeah, right. always. That, that's it. I'm sure there's going to be Pokemon cards coming a new set with alpha Pokemon in it. I'm sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, but no, I mean, it doesn't hurt my feelings. But <laughs> did you and do you think it's a challenge that you appreciate, or is it just like a, a an annoyance? just a hurdle just another hurdle, hurdle. they kind of get through with pokemon right i think they're trying to make that open world feel more realistic in a sense because like in the in the real world when you're out in the <laughs> wild right there's the alpha poke or not pokemon animal right like there's alpha lion yeah. the alpha wolf the alpha gorilla whatever right so they're trying to make it more realistic in that sense but what i don't like about it is there's multiple of that pokemon in a sense right like you should you should have made the alpha pokemon like for example there's a bunch of machoke there's a bunch of machoke running around did you spill your fucking (laughs) no uh, yeah i totally spilled my beard out yeah um there's a a bunch of alpha pokemon running around (laughs) it's just really funny to to piggyback on that rob i know you're you're dealing with a situation at the right now but uh for i I, the only thing i don't like about the alpha pokemon is the fact that they keep respawning that's my issue with them where if you were able to just capture them and then it's a one and done deal yeah it's a one-off i think i think it'd be nice because now okay i captured say this alpha Golduck, right and now i have it in my pocket i have it in my in my collection but now keep going into that same area and i still see that fucking gold duck like i shouldn't be able to have that yeah there's ability. no there's no sense of accomplishment because exactly and then anytime that, you want lose that accomplishment because then i'm like all right well i can just get him anytime well, so the only time it really caught me off guard was um right around where the, like the rapidash ones are um there was a ponytail one and before i knew there's a rapidash i thought that was rapidash because you're so fucking big right yeah so i ran into him like oh this is just a standard ponytail just fucking huge oh. right oh jesus Christ! yeah yeah that's where it caught me off guard first. it's funny one of my first pokemon was actually that rapidash i captured that level 40 yeah. rapidash and i was like holy shit like i feel like a, i felt like a how, boss. how early i think i only had a couple pokemon in my hand in my my disposal i I, I was i didn't even start the the story really it was just me wandering around and i saw this rabbit ash i'm like i'm gonna see if i can capture him and so i it's noticed the, yeah i noticed the level it was like level 40 i'm like i'm gonna get fucked but <laughs> i i just kind of brought it down i had like two pokemon left and then i think i used hypnosis on him and he fell asleep and i captured him and that was that, that, was that. so i I, w- I felt a sense of accomplish- accomplishment there but again, you see them over and over. So then I'm just like, oh, well, I guess that was all for nothing because I could have done that any other time. Yeah. And you brought up a uh, hypnosis, which might be a decent segue in the yeah. battle mechanics. Yeah. Things, things are different. <laughs> things are very different. And I was yeah. just talking about that with Rob the other day. I, I don't 
understand what that was about with changing hypnosis and some other mechanics, right? Because from yeah. what I understand, hypnosis now it doesn't really it just keeps them it just keeps them drowsy. It doesn't actually put them to sleep, right? It, it essentially acts as paralysis now, right? Mm. So like they, they can be drowsy and just like oh they're not going to attack at this turn, or sure. or they break free of it and they just attack, right? Um, they change a couple things like stealth rock. Stealth rock used to be a setup move. You just you throw it out. And then if any Pokemon gets switched in, they take damage. Dude, when I fought that Cleaver dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> that dude hit me with Stealth Rock and he like took out my Pokemon. I was like, what the hell was that? Oh, yeah, that was, that was wild. Yeah. Um, just to go back on the Alpha Pokemon thing too, right? Is mm-hmm. in my opinion, the Alpha Pokemon should be the strongest in the evolutionary line. Like there should only be one. There should be a Machamp, not a Machoke Alpha. Um, yeah. There should be like the third evolution or the second evolution. That should be the prime thing. Like there shouldn't be a <laughs> alpha. Uh, what's what's the one Pokemon that's uh, Barrel? Badoof. Yeah, Badoof. Like, <laughs> Badoof, yeah, Badoof. Yeah, yeah. There shouldn't be an alpha Badoof, right? It should it should be alpha Barrel. So I think they kind of messed up in that sense. Plus, when I was getting. Like I was leveling up my Pokemon. I was like, oh my God, like this is my buddy. Like I'm leveling up. I'm leveling up. Oh my and God, I'm, I love I'm you. The, I'm, in, I'm in the wild. And then I see one alpha version of him and he's like level 50. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? I just use all my candies on you. And now I yeah. have this guy who's like way stronger, who I'm obviously going to use. So it's like you kind of raise that Pokemon for nothing in a sense because there's just a stronger version of that Pokemon. Right. So I but didn't really like that. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's in this game yet. I haven't like done a deep dive into it but there's things called evs and ivs and if you have a yes. pokemon from like a lower level and you train it up properly it will be stronger than that level 50 that you just caught random in the wild very so, interesting you know there, there's if it's still in this game i don't know if it's still in this game or not yet right so, something to consider interesting interesting i i, I mean i can talk about the alpha p- portion of it for 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 hours because i think that's a i think that's what they were trying to really hone in on with Again, like you said, Kevin, it being like a gimmick in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's a nice touch to this game. And, and it also I helps that they're a little harder, so it adds a little difficulty. And that's spike. what yeah. I like about it. It yeah. gives you that spike that I was fiending for for games like Pokemon like this, right? Because I wanted that challenge a little bit. I've 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 lost matches because of this. I mean, you don't yeah. necessarily die, yeah. right? But you just lose your Pokemon and you have to leave. And and yeah. I like that challenge. So I think that was a, a necessary, um, you know part of the game that needed to be done but it's not um, necessarily something new though because in sword and shield there were pokemon that were like hey man don't touch that dude that's sure a, that's a tyranitar you know what i mean and you're level four so yeah, right, exactly where yeah. this you can you can try but i'm gonna I'm mess you up like, exactly. you know? um but let's go back to what you guys were talking about with the status conditions right mm-hmm. where there's no they got rid of sleep they got rid of i think sleep was the only one they kind of got rid of right no they got rid of frozen too hmm. yeah, well, they, they have different like mechanics behind like we we're just talking the um, sleep acts more like paralysis now but yeah you just you just can't you just yeah. can't attack or there's actually for frozen it's frostbite now it's frostbitten it's not actually so i, I don't know exactly what frostbite does i haven't actually had the effects like i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. if i took damage from it or i won't and i built a battle yeah I think, but, I think it works more like burn now right but again i'm not even sure if like burn i'm not sure if you get like a I remember you talking your stream. You you weren't sure if it, if it reduced yeah. your attack or not. Exactly. Um, but po- and then what's crazy is they get poison, right? Yeah, poison's still there. Access access pretty much the same, but it does a lot of damage now. It does a, <laughs> it's like a toxic poison. It's insane. Exactly. But if I remember correctly, poison used to hurt you after the match too, after after the battle, but and now it doesn't. All of the status conditions go away. 
Yeah, I mean the uh, the poison going away. That's a, that's a new mechanic that was introduced a couple generations ago. So that, that's okay. that's kind of up to date. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, I think I I don't again I, I don't want to go into too much of the story driven part of it, but I want to switch uh, gears a little bit with at least for me what I enjoyed. There was a, a small moment in this game where I talked about this in the last episode, where what would be like my ideal Pokemon game, right? And I think one of the things I said was I wanted a more story-driven title, right? And I know, obviously, Pokemon games have a story, and they're kind of like we talked about in previous episodes, right? Where they're kind of the same, right? They have the same uh, formula, right? Mm-hmm. This, for me, as a as a Pokemon game that I'm building, I would like a game that kind of focuses on uh, the relationship between you and your Pokemon, the relationship between you and your character that you're using, not just like a, a general avatar, right? Yeah. And... I think this game does it the best so far. I think and, so too. And, and one game, and one moment in particular, I'm not going to really spoil it too much because you're not there yet, Kevin. But oh, okay. at least, at least in the Arcanine, um, Arcanine, Arcanine um, part, when I was trying to um, release it from its sins or whatever the fuck you do, <laughs> um, <laughs> that moment right there was really like that's what I want. That little small cutscene that you see there. Where you you have the Arcanine like evolve and stuff like or the Growlithe evolve. That, that's the kind of stuff that that's the kind of stuff that you see yeah. in the anime, and that's the kind of stuff that I want. And that is what I was talking about in the last episode. Where what would I want in a Pokemon game that I want, like that I would build? That's it right there. Yeah, and like even little things like Rob said earlier, like your protagonist can actually make a sound. Like this is the first time I ever heard like your protagonist even like grunt. Right. Yeah. If they took it one step further and just made like a voice actor for these characters, yes. dude, like they could flush this out, man, and, and people would be like just hooked on it. Again, they they took it safe because Legend of Zelda, safe. you don't there's it's mostly text, right? Well, they, they change the breath of wild. They actually talk about, but your protagonist doesn't talk. Yeah, right? there's, there's so much dialogue in this game, man. Like if you were actually just watching cutscenes and people are talking, it wouldn't feel as lengthy right but right and i think again another aspect that i would love was that if they had voice actors yeah if you make if you put in voice actors in this game i 100 percent guarantee this game would be even light years beyond what this game is right now because yeah i mean obviously good voice actors right you can't have like crappy voice actors but and you know they can do it because think of like how many different pokemon sounds they record right right for the pokemon like that takes a lot of time to like for every single Pokemon. There's a, it has a cry where it's like, you can right. definitely do some voice acting. Come on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that that's great. And, and, and I'm, I'm super, ex- I'm happy that they, they made this move and they actually pushed the boundaries that they needed to. So do you think that they will be able to go back to their previous um, installments with just kind of going back with the same old, same old, or is this what they're going to be doing from here on forward? We think Rob. I think they can't go back. I think everyone is the only thing I think people are missing from what I heard, and this is more I think for the the older crowd because it's what we grew up with the you know the the reds and the silvers and the and the the emeralds right is the gym battles. They mm. miss the gym leaders like they want that like I want to be able to go and fight a boss of the town and, and beat him and get a badge. I think there is a way to incorporate that, but not make it the focal point of the, the thing. Game. Like, you know, like it changed up like, well, this is a requirement you have to do to, to leave this town is you have to be the gym leader, but then somehow it progresses the story. I think they could find a happy medium with that. 
Um, they kind of almost did that here with the noble Pokemon. It's like you can't progress the story unless you beat the however many noble Pokemon there, which is basically the, the final boss of, of the exactly. Level. But and and not even just the gym bat, the gym um, leaders, but where's where's there's lack of Pokemon trainers in general, right? There's no Pokemon fights. Well, because ever. there's no there's no Pokemon trainers. That's that's why it's it's the, the people in the area are, are fearful of Pokemon at this time. Right? right? Yeah, I get it. I, yeah. I get it, and, and right. I do like the story in that aspect too. I didn't touch on that, but it's weird though because like you're part of the Survey Corps, and they're like, "Wow, you're you're so amazing." I'm like, "Dude, I just threw a ball." Like, right? Like, like you, you can't just throw, it, bro. <laughs> just throw it. Can't, you can't do that. Fearless. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I get that, but I think at least for the next uh, iteration of this, they they can definitely implement a little bit more um, trainers or or just battles in general that you can experience because I, I do miss that for sure. Well, what do you think of the battles though? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelf, you want to go for this one and I'll go. I'm sorry, what was your question? I didn't, I didn't hear. Like you speak about the battles. Like, what did you think about the battles? Like they're, they're a little different, but what do you think? Um. I, I I honestly think it's the same. I don't think there's much difference in the battles, right? Like it's just it's just the same. It's so you can move your character now. Yeah, it's like I, it doesn't it doesn't matter because you don't have to like dodge attacks. I mean, exactly. You don't have to, yeah, it's it's just the fact yeah. you feel like you're like, come on, go go, Pokemon, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in the yeah, back. but you running around effectively just acts as different camera angles. That's that's yeah. all you're doing is just moving, which is around, cool. Right? I, I think that's, that's more than what we had before, yeah. and it, yeah. it makes you feel like you're more immersed and care about it. But there is one mechanic I don't like um, about the battling system, and it affects leveling. So you're in a battle, and you're fighting a Pokemon. Say you, 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 this trainer has three Pokemon, right? You, you kill the one Pokemon, you battled it, right? And he's dead, but you were kind of low on HP, right? You I were like it. half health, yeah, health, right? And then the Pokemon comes out, and immediately just attacks you, and now your Pokemon dies, mm-hmm. right? Now, your Pokemon does not get experience for that yes. battle because he's yes. dead. So yes. now I have to go back, send my Pokemon out, revive him, then hopefully hope that my other Pokemon doesn't die because you take a ton of damage in this game compared to other games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that mechanic. I, yeah. I hated that. Like, let, let me get a chance to rebuttal, to yeah. pick what I want to do. Yeah, that Pokemon can attack first. I'm okay with that. I don't care. But let me – why did I take that away? That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got this game on the Switch here. It's called Nexomon. I don't know if you guys can see it. Anyways, it's a knockoff Pokemon game. And they have that same mechanic. And it really caught me off guard. Um, it, it makes it a little bit more realistic, I think, though. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, your, your guy just fainted. You throw out another Pokemon. And then they just go on the attack right away, right? It makes it a little bit more aggressive. I like I, it. Well, I think what Rob's trying to say is you don't get experience for each battle, each match you fight, yeah. right? That's yeah, so if, if I, I can I can use my Ponyta and I can uh, I can kill two. Let's say they don't do this, but let's say they had four Pokemon. You're in a Pokemon battle; they had four Pokemon. You kill three of them, and then the last one kills your Ponyta. He doesn't get any experience. you never got a chance to actually like return him back to your thing to right. send out the type you know the type advantage. And then, yeah, that adds a difficulty, but it's like more of an annoyance to me. Yeah, that no, they did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's not the perfect. It's not the perfect no. Pokemon game, right? But it definitely has better aspects to it than the previous games, in my opinion. And I think they should definitely keep continuing these installments because uh, we just got this just in uh, today. I think Pokemon Legends Arceus sold over 1.4 million physical units in Japan within 48 hours after its January 28, 2022 release. Uh, this was reported by Famitsu and is now the second best-selling Nintendo Switch game launched. Wild. 
this yeah. that that it's right there. This tells you that they obviously successful, and I can't imagine them not continuing this type of Pokemon game. Yeah, and one thing I'm really glad that they they opted to do was not have dual versions because I'm sick to yes. death of it. We talked about that too. Yeah, yeah. sick to death of it. So I mean, that's probably why they have so, such high sales. There there isn't two dueling copies for no reason, right? Right, right. Two two uh, UPCs for two yeah. SKUs because you know, uh, and my thing too, looking back. It's crazy that they were charging $60 for Diamond and Pearl, for Shining yep. Diamond, or Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Yep. Whereas you get this game for 60 bucks, and it's such, it is so much. It's more. a complete package. It, yeah. Exactly. Whereas $30, $40 for the remakes would have been okay. But the fact that like I'm never, ever going to go back to the remakes because I'm all my time is going to be dedicated to this. It's like they, they knew, like, we'll just... I, like you shouldn't just never even made the remakes. In all, in my opinion, I think they should have never made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's money. It's mm-hmm. money. It. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I know we're we're praising this game and all, but at least my one of my biggest complaints, and I mean, I don't know if this is just me or not, but I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way, but I I do feel like at this point where I'm at in the game, I'm a little kind of tired of of, of doing the same process over and over where I'm capturing Pokemon and like. To me, I'm I'm not going to complete this game 100. I know Rob, you are on that like road right now to do that. But for me, I'm getting the 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 whole repetition is getting a little redundant for me. I don't know about well, you, Kevin. I think or, it depends on the the type of game it is, right? Because some people like that repetition and and, and doing that 100 percent completion, right? It, it, what I, it, what comes to mind for me is why do people play WoW? Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're kind of like going in. You're leveling up your character. You're leveling up. You're leveling up. You're getting this. You're getting better gear. That's that's what you play the game for, right? Is, is for your progression. And, and Pokemon's a similar boat where the collecting is a progression. And if you're playing the game just to beat the game and then be done with the game, then it's not 100 percent catering to you, right? right. Um, yeah. What about it, you, Kevin? It feels like I'm kind of more on Rob or um, Kelvin's side, sorry, because it, it just feels like they added like a bunch of achievements just mm-hmm. to keep you playing it forever, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, oh man, like okay, in order to complete the Pokedex, because I like that they put a focus on that in this game. Like, yes, it is Pokedex heavy, um, completing the first one. But it's like, okay, you have to hit this guy with like electric attacks, and then you got to see him use yes. notes to seventeen times. That that part is, is 100. percent just like keeping you playing. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. they could have just been like, just catch all Pokemon and that's it. And then and, and you're done, which yeah. would have been nice, but they made it. So like, no, there's, there's an extra step, to, yeah. but there are different levels to complete a Pokedex. though. like, if you see yeah. all the Pokemon, you can, you are, you're able to catch your shiny chances are higher. If yeah. you now correct every single, like complete the Pokemon, then it's extra level. But I don't know if everyone's going to do that. Probably not. Um, graphics aside and, and uh, gameplay aside, what do you guys think of the side missions, like the the little uh, side quests that you guys can do? Cool at first, <laughs> knowing towards the end. Now, I if I accept them, I look at what the reward is, and I'm like, I don't know. If I'm if I'm going to the tundra, frozen tundra, catch a freaking, I don't know, some snow, po- or some ice Pokemon or something. I can't think of I swim up or something, and you're like, I'm gonna give you a bean cake for that. No, <laughs> but then you need that bean cake for something else later, right? So there that's, you go. that's what they're doing. See, that's how they get you there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. I was say sorry. It'd be a weird comparison, but it, it reminds me of Final Fantasy 15. Because I remember mm. playing that game, and they're just like, "Hey, we need a bush from that bush way over yonder, right?" And you have to like go seek it out, come back. That person gives you fifty bucks, right? It's just a lot of that stuff. And yeah. for Pokemon, I'm not used to it. I'm not saying I hate it, but not used to it. I was super into it when I first started the game. I'm like, yeah. "Oh," and I'm the type of person where I am a completionist to a certain extent. I see a guy, he needs my help. I'm gonna help you, sir. <laughs> and I kept doing that for a good portion of the game, which is why I kind of just sidetracked you from playing for just to yeah. keep playing the game. Longer. And then like you, Rob, I'm like, okay, well I'm doing this over and over again. I'm getting kind of tired of this. So then I'm like, all right, well let's get into the story. So I'm doing the story and then just, I got side uh, sidetracked with capturing Pokemon. So overall I, I was really into it in the beginning and then I'm just kind of fell off. And now I have like 30 fucking side quests that I haven't done yet. I'm like, whatever, I don't care anymore. <laughs> So just, a, I, I, and this is because of where I'm at the game, but there is a side quest that does open up or side mission that does open up where you can get a legendary Pokemon. And that was cool, right? Yeah, that that, that was sense. a cool, yeah, that was cool. When you, the reward is great and you get something really cool for doing that side quest, I think then it's worth it. But if I'm, again, if I'm just getting like, fucking chocolate cake or something or something stupid like that like no i don't i don't want i don't want that get if i have the ability to go see dark rye right the outside of the story by i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be hype i'm gonna be like yeah i freaking fought dark rye yeah. it was sick I, I think they need to do that yeah. more. that's you made a good point there too um you you in some of the um side quests you you cat you get capture uh, a chimchar for example or you get like a shiny pony right type. those yeah. are like really good side quests that i was like all right this is great this is worth my time but then like you said rob some other ones were just like why did i do they're, this? they're fetch quest it's a yes. fetch quest and everyone yeah. hates fetch quest like i don't know yep. why they still exist in games it's mindless it's it shouldn't exist and i hope pokemon doesn't make that a regular thing because yeah i'm afraid <laughs> real quick what do you have right now currently on your team like who's your team right now well, let me pull it out where is it <sighs> i got mine right here i think let me see um, and I'm going to probably butcher the shit out of these names. But I have okay. Samurott, which is my um, starter Pokemon, right? I have uh, Golduck, Gengar, Rabidash, Shiny Rabidash, hey. and uh, Eevee, and a Growlithe. So these, these uh, like Eevee, Growlithe, uh, Gengar, I'm kind of training right now just to kind of level them up. up and level and level them up. But that's that's what I have right now. All right, Kevin, your turn. Uh, I'm still rocking my guys. I pretty much picked up from the beginning, but just kept them on the team. Uh, I got Typhlosion. I get a barrel. Hisuian Typhlosion. Excuse you. Yes. Oh, so yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, by the way. It is very strange. <laughs> it is weird. Uh, Drift Bloom because he's one of my OGs. Luxray. Um, still got a Scyther. Didn't uh, evolve him yet. And I have the shiny Ponytail as well. Just working nice. on him. Rob. All right. Um, Leafeon. Nice. Jolteon. Togekiss. Riolu, mm-hmm. Umbreon, and Garchomp. Okay, solid, nice. So nice. no starter. <laughs> no, no starter, I got rid. Yeah. I, got, I got rid of them. I got right, rid of Kevin. Them. Are you? So <laughs> I think you're with me. You you don't take your starter away. You know what I mean? Like that's just like a, a, a everybody a revolves around him. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it works. You see, I told you. you <laughs> Listen, just, you just can't. I'm get not. Away. I'm not attached to Hisuian Typhlosion or anything like that. There's way too many. So the way I, I did it was I take my favorite Pokemon is Umbreon, right? So I'm like, my Umbreon is going to be my homie. Uh, as soon as I get an EV, I'm getting, I'm getting. So 
I consider Umbreon my boy. Like okay. I never starter, take him out of my yeah. board. That that's my starter. So I kind of chose my starter in that sense okay. because it's the same thing over and over again with the other ones. You know. Now if you say put Charizard into the mix, then he will always yeah. be forever. So. <laughs> For sure. So to close this up, guys, what would you rate this game right now? Currently, with what you've played, um, Rob, let's start with you. Out of ten, what do you think this game is hitting in your scale? I want to give it a nine. I want to give it a nine so bad, but I know it, it's not a nine. It's it, there's too many things that hold it back from being almost perfect, mm-hmm. right? Uh, again, they did a lot to change the formula, but still stayed safe because yeah. And you can see it. You can. It's a very apparent, especially with the battling, right? The battling is the same thing. They they tried it with the agile, agile style and and strong style, but like you don't really use that crap on so no. people are. Yeah, it's it's no. a mechanic that they're like, well, we'll try to change it up and it'll be different, and and it's not. It, it, you know, it's it's tacked on. So little things like that. I, I wish they were more ambitious with it, but I feel like for Pokemon fans, we'll take what we can get. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's it's it works mechanically well. Again, the textures and frame rates are kind of off too, but I think an eight is safe, and I think that's what it deserves. So, Kevin, um, I'd probably be teetering around like say seven point five or eight as well. Um, I think this sets up a good foundation for future Pokemon games. Um, the problem is like with comparisons like Breath of the Wild, we we have a clear comparison that it's been done better before. Right. Um, and yeah, like you said, they, they definitely played it safe. And I don't know. I, there, there's there's things about it that just feel a little half-assed. Sure. Yeah, so I, they, I agree. They, they played up the battling style as if it's something completely different. And again, it's not. It, it, it's two Pokemon still standing still. They had the opportunity when, when you're out in the wild, you can see the Pokemon interacting. They can fly away. They can do things. But in battle, you're there. You're stuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Your, your feet are glued to the ground. Right? So... I, I was going to say that with this game, I actually forgot. I was going to say, Kelvin, you can go. I forgot. I'll try <laughs> Sorry, <remember>. dude. <laughs> well, I, I think we're all in the same boat here. I think for me, I would probably give it like a seven. I would probably give it a solid eight, honestly, because I, I think for me, and again, this is me from a non like huge Pokemon fan, like just kind of like a, a neutral kind of guy. Right. I, I enjoyed so far what I've played. And I think, does looking from from a like a studio's point of view they've done something different finally from for a game for a pokemon game and i think that to me speaks more volume because they could have just done another regular pokemon game right and except uh stick with the same formula and people would have still gobbled it up but at least finally after i keep saying that was not intentional um but at least finally they decided, okay, let's push. Like we, we hear you. Let's push the boundaries a little bit more. Still keeping it safe, like you said, Rob. But they changed something. And I think most of the things that they implemented in the game, they work. Obviously not perfect, but they have room for improvement for the next iteration. And I think that, to me, speaks more volume. So I, I, I would give it an eight. Again, like you said, I think the... As far as the gimmick part of it with the strong and the... Like that, that, that part of it doesn't really do much for me um but everything else the open world aspect to it the capturing the pokemon part just me spending countless hours just 
roaming in and, and swimming in the water and just trying to capture Gyarados and, and all my favorite water Pokemon because I'm a huge water Pokemon fan. That was fun in itself. And I think right. they do a great job yeah. with that. I, I think just it, it brought back that feeling of when you're in the wild capturing Pokemon and you see a Pokemon that you really like, right? In the wild, you're like, oh yeah. shit! You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they brought that back, which was I feel like missing um, a, a while. You know, because you would just in the games, you kind of almost would try to avoid grass sometimes, right? Because you didn't. It was a nuisance. Where like yes. now, they can't go back to going. You can't see the the avatars in real time. They, yeah. they can't do that because no one was going to put put up with that. I have a question for you guys, for both of you. Sure. Do you think because of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, that release, you know, only a couple of months removed from this, and how it was perceived as being lazy, and it's just like, okay, do you think that kind of set up Legends Arceus to, to succeed even even more? Like people were because people were had that taste in their mouth of like it's the same shit, and now Arceus comes along and you're like, oh my god, this game is so much better. Whereas if those games didn't even come out. Do you think we'd be reviewing it a little more harshly? I think we would. I think I think it almost feels strategic. It feels like they uh, they, they mm. purposely set the bar low, and they're like, "We can't fail, right?" Because you're they, still going to buy this shit, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. Right? Yeah, so they're going to yeah. buy it. The people are going to critique it, but then the next one's coming three months later. Like, how can this game come out three months later to that shit we just got, man? That's ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. It's night and day, man. Also, yeah, about, about mechanics too. I think the Mega Evolution was the best mechanic. They peaked at Mega Evolution and then mm-hmm. just got went downhill from there. Yeah, agreed. What do you think, Kelf? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I agree. They definitely would have been... A, if Pokemon Diamond and Pearl never released, right? Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl never released. I think this game... If I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because I feel like this game would have still been well-received. But with having that bad taste in our mouth three months prior, it's it's just kind of like, well, this is what we wanted all along. Why didn't you give us this instead? You know? And yeah. we're we're obviously it's just natural for us to compare these remakes to this game because it's the closest that we can compare them to right now. So yeah, I definitely think that because of those two games coming out, we are just I I I, I want to answer that question three months down the line from here and see where we're at with Pokemon and see how we feel with Pokemon. Arceus. We're going to beat the, we got to beat the game, right? We got to beat the game and yeah, exactly. see how we feel after we beat the game post game. Um, my, my, my biggest problem with it is it definitely doesn't feel like the best a Nintendo switch game can be, but this might be the best game freak can do. So for me, I would actually like to see another developer take a stab at a, like a mainline Pokemon game, because like I said, you get the bare bones here. If, if another developer came in and just like blew it up, I, I think this could be really, really good. All right, Bungie, here you go. Make a Pokemon. <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just, just somebody like le- left field that you wouldn't consider because mm-hmm. you need fresh eyes on this. If you get the same people doing the same thing, we know what we're going to get. The next one will have this and they might just introduce badges now. They, they, they just take one extra step. That's all they seem to do, right? Yep. So that yes and no, right? Think, sure. Take a, take a, Take Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Right? Like, that has been so successful with the same eyes, right? With Sakurai, Sakurai at the helm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been super successful. Could he have made the next Super Smash Brothers 
yes, he could have made it another one, but he obviously chose not to because he knew it's like, there's no way I top this. Like it, it's done. Right. So now they have to go to someone else and reinvent it again. But with Pokemon, I think, I think game freak has the ability to do that. They, they really can as shown as right now, because they did it. They literally did it where they added the, the character and stuff like that, but they were just like, mm, we don't know if we want they, to do they it. They can't pull the trigger. Yeah, they, they can't. They can't. Yeah, exactly. They, they can't pull a trigger on it. And I think they can. It just they, they know it's going to make them money. So like, why would they Yeah, set themselves up to fail possibly? Yeah. Why play all their cards when they can hold something back for the next one? But it's like you're comparing it to Super Smash, but Super Smash Ultimate was like the pinnacle. There, there's nothing else to really compare it to. Pokemon, mm-hmm. I don't think has had that yet. Mm-hmm. Do, do you if there was a pinnacle, would you would you say there is a pinnacle? Or golden age of when we had Pokemon. Um, or would you say Arceus? Oh, God damn it, Arceus is the best. Okay, yeah. Here we go. Do you think? Do you guys think that Arceus is the best Pokemon game ever released? I do not think Arceus is the best Pokemon mm-hmm. game ever released. Um, for me, honestly, my favorite ones were probably Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. It, it felt like it brought everything together. It had a similar idea where it's the first, uh, what is it? The first Elite Four and first champion in that region. So they kind of set it back a different origin way. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that you had all the Pokemon, the fact that you still had, I mean, some yeah, the story with the inter- interdimensional creatures. Yeah, the, there's, the, the there's a lot beast. of the game mechanics that even this doesn't have. Like they got rid of abilities, which kind of threw me off a little bit too, right? Oh, that was weird. Yeah, I, I, I was so, very turned like, off by that. Why? Why? Why would they do that? <laughs> like. Right. They have everything set up that they can just have everything that we love about it and just keep piling on more. But they like to take different things away just to keep us guessing. It's kind of weird. But I'd, I'd say like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon for me. I I think it's close for me. I think this game, at least for me, it speaks as a casual player for Pokemon. Um, I I again, don't get me wrong. I do love the old style, but at least it, uh, Diamond and Pearl reminded me that this is too samey and I, I can't keep playing the same thing over and over. So at least this was a breath of fresh air. And I think this could, I think it's, it's close to being the best Pokemon game in my opinion, but I think I still like the old iterations better just because I know that there's a, a certain goal that I have to get to. And I like that sense of progression of like, Oh, I have to beat the elite four. I have to be like, there's a sense of, there's a purpose involved and there's a purpose in this game, but it gets a little bit scattered because you're doing all these other things. I, I think it, I, I, I know what the problem is too. And again, this is going back to it. I don't think it's necessarily game freak, but look at legend of Zelda that they don't release a legend of Zelda every single year, right? It's every three years, every four years, or major more. legend of Zelda, yeah. or more depending. Right. And every time they make one, it, it's, Everyone's just like, oh my god, this is the best one yet, right? For the most part, they're just like, this is this is pretty good, right? It, it, they try to top the other one, right? Whereas Pokemon, they kind of are on that yearly cycle, right? They're they're at least two years max. They're 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 pumping them out. Maybe if they just take some time off, they take three years off, they can come out with a Pokemon game that's like unreal, you know, and it's going to blow people's socks because right. they can't do too much with, look at Call of Duty, like it's the same it's the same game for the most part with a different skin on it Yeah, you know, they, they, so I think Game Freak needs to take time off and actually bide their time and come out with a banger of a Pokemon game I agree with that Yeah. 
All right. Well, with that, I'll I'll uh, cl- kind of close everything off here. So uh, remember, everyone, you can find us on social media at Project Tech Gaming, or better yet, if you like what you hear, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast service. If you're feeling generous, though, give us a rating. Um, this helps us with the algorithm, so that gamers like you can help uh, can find us on streaming services. Um, we're finally getting closer to revealing our big surprise here. Uh, so we won't announce everything yet, but we'll announce it next week. So stay tuned for that. And again, thank you guys for being so patient. Uh, Kevin, thanks for joining us again. Once again, seriously, like if you ever want to just come back and just tell us like, hey, guys, I'm coming back next week. So be there. I'm like, All right. You cool. always again, you are welcome to be a guest anytime. We do Absolutely. not have to ask you. Just say cool. like, hey, I'm coming on your podcast and be like, yep. OK. I'm like, All right. Now with this new thing, too. It's it's super. I literally send you a link and you're just like, I'm here. Yeah, right? exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. always down, boys. Awesome. Um, so tell everyone, for those that don't really know who you are, uh, where can they find you? Well, pretty much on YouTube. I do have a Twitch, but I've never done anything on Twitch. So follow me on YouTube. Um, binge Ruth Gaming, all the binge is the right amount of cringe. Um, okay. I do have a Twitter as well, so you can kind of follow me on there. But that's it. Social media, I'm not really big, big on, but YouTube. Awesome. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? No, I think we touched. Let's, I mean, you know what I'm going to do after this is going to going to boot up Legend Arceus and and just uh, gobble them all, gobble them all, gobble, all, gobble, gobble the holes or whatever. Guys, I just want to let you know too that my pants are so wet. They're still wet, bro. They're okay. still they're soaked. Like they're just I'm just sitting here just like smelling my beer I spilled on my pants and it's great. Nice, nice. But that's, I don't even care because I'm talking about Pokemon. You know, that's, <laughs> so. And with that, I'll leave you guys. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs> Peace, guys. Yeah. yeah.